I would love for you to open your Bible to John chapter 2. It's my favorite book in the Bible this month. Um, but before, before just, just stay there, John chapter 2. Um, but I want to tell you, I want to start defining who we are as a church uh, today. And for those of you who are new or may not, may not have heard me speak before, life, this church, is a ministry of transformation. Any clergyman or any person who is, has been ordained in authority over in, in the house of God or in the fivefold ministry is a minister of the gospel. So when we say ministry, we're not talking about government ministry. We're talking about our key, our core responsibility is to minister the word of God. Do you understand? So life is a ministry of transformation. You understand? This church is a ministry where we minister to you the word of God that enables a transformation in your life. So life as a church is not just a church. It's a ministry that brings transformation in people's lives so that people can bring transformation in the world outside. Are you with me? Do you understand what I'm saying? How many of you would say that your life has been transformed since the day you came to this church? Come on now. Come on. That's awesome. So that means we're, we've, with the bishop coming here today, he's recognizing that this is a ministry of transformation. It is the ministry of Jesus. See, Jesus did not come to convert people. He came to bring transformation through the renewing of their mind. And most transformation comes when you believe. Say, I believe. So are you at John chapter 2? So the title of my talk today is Start With Me, God. <laughs> so it's going to be a good one today, huh? <laughs> Are you at John chapter 2? All right, let's read from verse 1. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine... The mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not come. His mother said to, his, to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. Just mark that line, mark that, that sentence in your Bible. Whatever he says to you, do it. Whether you understand it or not, whatever he says to you, not what Nike says, whatever he says to you, do it. Now there were set there six water pots of stone according to the manner of purification of the Jews. Somebody say flush water. Containing 20 or 30 gallons apiece. And Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And then he said to them, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. When the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and did not know where it came from, thank God, but the servants who had drawn the water knew. The master of the feast called the bridegroom and he said to him, Every man at the beginning sets out good wine and when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior. You have kept the good wine until now. Someone say good wine. 
This beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory. And his disciples believed him. Now most of us are familiar with the story of Jesus turning water into wine. Let's say the word is not turning but transforming. Jesus transformed water into wine. But Jesus here is in a dilemma. And he's in a dilemma between his heavenly father and his earthly mother. Sounds weird. But there's a, there's a moment of tension here because the this, this scripture, he says here, when his mother comes to Jesus and says, they have no wine. And Jesus' response to his mother is, woman, what does this concern me? As in, I'm not really bothered about whether they have wine or no wine. Why? It's because it's not eternal. It's not of eternal significance. It is earthly. It's temporal. It's something that runs out. It fades away. I'm not interested in something like that. My time, my hour has not come. What is he talking about? He's saying, my time to, to pay the price for all mankind, which is the reason why I came to the earth, has not yet come. Which means don't disturb me. Don't try to distract me. Don't try to get me to do stuff because you know who I am. Because I'm on a mission with a vision and a purpose and I'm looking for the cross. I'm looking to pay the price for all mankind so that all mankind can be restored back to the father. But his mother tells the servants, she just completely ignores him, what he's saying. And she goes to the servants and says, whatever he says, do it. And so now Jesus is stuck now. Between, he's in a dilemma. Should I listen to my earthly mother? Or should I continue on the path of my heavenly father? Are you with me? Right? And so Jesus, the servants come to Jesus and they look at him. And Jesus says, fill those pots with water. Now you need to understand, those pots are the water that you shower with. Those, that water in those pots are what you flush the toilet with. It's meant for purification. It's meant for cleaning. It's water that is in jars that, that, are, that is set outside the house, not even inside the house, that people have to use the water to clean their feet and their hands and their face. And they walk into the house because God expects them to be clean. It's like you standing outside having a shower, modern shower, and then going back in. And then you've pleased God. And so Jesus takes that water. He takes that water. He says, go and, go and fill those pots. Which means, I don't know where they bought the water from to fill the pots, but whatever it was, they filled it up to the brim. Now, people have said, well, it's the faith of Mary that really brought the miracle. That, that the water turned into wine. It was, the, it was the servant's faith that took and believed Jesus and did whatever he said. And they took that thing and they gave it to the guy. No, the water, the water became wine when the guy tasted it. But I've got a twist to it. I'm hoping that you will, 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 will really grab a hold of this because this is the ministry of transformation. Do you understand? Here we see that, that people have said that there were so many different times where, where transformation could have happened. 
but it was when Jesus changed his mind. That's the point that people have missed. See, in transformation, transformation comes by the renewing of your mind. It was when Jesus changed his mind to listen to his mother that the water turned into wine. Oh, come on. Come on now. I'll explain it to you a little bit. We'll go into a little bit more deeper. But it wasn't when the servants took it because their mind wasn't renewed. It wasn't Mary that said, Jesus, they've run out of wine. She was under pressure of embarrassment for the family. She didn't, her mind wasn't renewed. But, and Jesus was looking forward to paying the price. But he, he instead of saying, oh, you know what? I'm, I'm saved now. I've, I've offered my life to Jesus. Not given. I've offered my, this is, this is what we talk. This is our talk. I've, I've offered my life to Jesus. I'm saved now. Oh, the old is gone and behold, the new has come. And my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. I don't need to do anything on the earth. I'm looking forward to heaven and although it's awesome but have you ever thought have you ever had a thought like this that I got saved by Jesus's work on the cross and I'm still here or not have you ever thought why you're still on earth have you ever thought that, man, my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. I, the day I gave my life to Jesus, I, I thought I was going to be in heaven. What am I doing here? <laughs> Come on now. And we're, we're stuck in the dilemma of Jesus. Do I finish the work that I came here to do? Or do I stop and bring transformation in every place? that I go. It could be as, as insignificant as transforming water into wine. It could be as insignificant as healing the sick, as casting out demons. As have you ever thought that, have you ever, I've been in meetings, mass meetings where people have prayed and they said, the then sings my soul and people get healed in mass. But nobody ever wonders, do those people continue to live forever or do they die? See, we, we think that, that healing is the way to go forward. I have a healing ministry. I have this ministry. I have, I have deliverance ministry. But have you, ever, have you ever thought that a person that you deliver from demons can actually get demon-possessed seven times worse? So which means most of the ministry that we actually do is very temporal. It doesn't have eternal significance. But what has internal, eternal significance is transformation. Come on. And the reason why God has placed us here on the earth is not for us to be focused on, on temporal things. Although I can transform water into wine and it can be. A eternal miracle. No, you're not getting it. See, most times when, when Jesus, it says that it was the beginning of the miracles that Jesus began to do. And it says that his disciples believed him. Oh, come on. His disciples began to believe him because power started flowing out of Jesus. A supernatural power started flowing out of Jesus. Why? Because he changed his mind. He could have said, no, no, no. Mary, mother, woman, chill. 
I have something to do. I've come to do it and I'm going. Don't disturb me. But then he changed his mind. And when he changed his mind, something of eternal significance began to flow out of into something that is temporal. Let's say you're running out of money. It's the end of the month. And you have just a little money left. Miracle money doesn't happen because somebody puts it in your bank account. Miracle money or money multiplying in your account happens because you renew your mind. Do you understand? If you read through the scripture again, you will notice that Jesus did not really talk to the water. He, said, he didn't say, be transformed into wine. He didn't even address the water. He spoke to the servants. He said, go pour the water. Do you understand what Mary said? Whatever he says, Whatever he says, just do it, man. Just do it. Even if he says, just pour the water out, just throw the pot down, whatever it is. If he says, run 100 kilometers and come back, just do it. Whatever he says, just do it. Why? Because it's not what you say. It's how you renew your mind. That brings the miracle. Do you understand? We're called to live a transformational lifestyle. But most of us think that only because, if, only because I say be healed, that the person will get healed. When you allow your mind to be renewed, transformation is, I can be walking through a busy market. I can be walking through a mall and the need of a person in the wheelchair will pull through a miracle, pull through their need because the glory of God is not limited to language. Come on now. Let me give you an example. Jesus in, in Matthew chapter 9, he's walking through this crowd and everybody's touching him. Everybody's touching him. Everyone's bumping into, oh, Jesus, you're the man, you're the man, you're the man, Jesus. They're touching him and all that kind of stuff. And one woman gets on her knees and she crawls to Jesus and she, she, she says, before she meets him, she says, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. And Jesus had no control. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping that you get this. Jesus had no control of the power that left him. See, when your mind is renewed, you're not limited by language. When your mind is renewed by the word of God, you become unlimited as the source of power that is on the inside of you. And he's walking down the streets and she just pulls on. There was a need for wine in the wedding. There was a need for this woman to get healed. They didn't ask Jesus for permission. Oh, come on. <laughs> they did not ask Jesus, Jesus, can we get a miracle out of you? You need to understand that the need of the situation has faith for the miracle. Come on now. The need of the situation does not need your faith. 
The fact that it is crying out to you has faith because it's coming to you, a person who is renewed in your mind. It's coming to you and it's crying out to you saying, Jesus, son of God, have mercy on me. It is saying, touch if I can only touch the hem of his garment. See, the glory of God, the renewed mind is so vast that it's not limited by the words that come out of your mouth. It's an unlimited source. It listens to everyone. It listens to everything that's happening around you. His heart, his ears, the, 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 when your mind is renewed by the word of God, it is the mind of Christ. And the mind of Christ is just traveling all over the place. You can be sitting right now next to a person who has a renewed mind. And you can have a need in your life and you don't even have to ask them to pray for you. The need in you has the faith to pull the miracle out of that person. Oh, come on. Come on now. Come on. This is the new, new. We've built ministries around one man and it's limited only to a man. I'm setting it free today. I'm setting you free today. You can sit next to a person who has a renewed mind and if you don't have any money in your bank account and that person lives with the revelation of abundance and prosperity, you can tap into what he has just by... Oh, come on, man. Are you with me? Let me give another example. In the book of Acts, we see in, the, in Acts 5, we see Peter. The Bible says that Everybody was following the disciples and the church was growing so vast. And they, they would line up sick people, people who needed healing. Are you listening? They would line them up on the street hoping that Peter's shadow would touch them. Come on, man. When was the last time you controlled your shadow? I'm trying to set you free now. When was the last time you controlled your shadow? Shadow, go there. Do you think he's going to listen to you? The glory of God on the inside of you is unlimited. If you, could, if you could just picture this with me. These lights are a source of light to us. And these lights, although my, my team tries a lot to not keep shadows over here, there's a shadow right here that is probably healing somebody right now. Do you, do you understand? Anybody who's sick doesn't need to touch me. My shadow can heal the sick. See, but my mind is renewed. No. <laughs> when you understand that in order for your shadow that you can't control to go out and heal the sick, cast out demons, cleanse the lepers, fill money into your bank account, get you a new job, whatever it is that the need is around in the house... If you understand that in order for the shadow to be what it is, it needs a human. And a human needs a source of light. And that powerful source of light now reflects upon the human. And the human being, a human being, becomes a source of power. Are you with me? God is looking for vessels. Yielded vessels. That's what Catherine Coleman used to say. And every time she would say it, man, I would feel the power of the Holy Ghost. Every time she would say, God is looking for yielded vessels. 
And I would be like, firstly, I didn't know, didn't know what yielded meant. <laughs> when I did find out, I said, God, I'm giving you my body. I'm giving you, not just my spirit. Have you ever saw the shadow of a spirit? Or the shadow of a soul? God is looking for a body. Physical body. That his light can shine on. When his light shines on you. You being human, it's absolutely fine to be human. Don't think that, that when we say we are spiritual beings that, that your body just automatically becomes. Before, you know, here's the thing, you know, people will preach, well, if you get saved, God is going to transform you and God is going to transform your body. And then before you got saved, you had a body. And after you got saved, it's the same body. <laughs> Do you understand? And we have a lot of disappointed Christians because people who have given their word from a pulpit have not come to pass. But I'm going to show you how you can have a new body. Are you with me? Are you with me? Right? When John chapter 2 and verse 11 says that these were the beginning of the signs that Jesus did, he began to manifest his glory. Are you, are you, are you following me? It was when his mind got renewed about his purpose on the earth that there was a glory that started manifesting through Jesus. What is glory? Glory is, is the source of power. Glory is, is light. Glory is God's word itself. Glory is the radiance of God, of, of, of God himself. It is Jesus himself. Do you understand? When he allowed his mind to be renewed about what the need was, there was a glory that started flowing out of Jesus that did not stop. Are you with me? When your mind is being renewed right now by God's word, there's something of eternal that is transforming into some, something that is temporal that is transforming into something eternal. Something that was dead and dying because of sin, now because of God's word, because of God's spirit in you starts transforming and now you become not, you not only live, but you become the source of life. Are you with me? So the, just imagine that the, that the sun is the source of light to the earth. The source of light to your body is a renewed mind. Are you with me? Just like the sun is the source of light to the earth where everything on the earth, if you take the sun out, the earth will not last. It will self-destruct. But because of the sun, if the sun has to just slightly move one millimeter, the earth will be destroyed. You remove the sun, the earth will be destroyed. In the same way, when your mind, you allow God's word now, is the source, the glory of God, the source of life itself. When you allow God's word to renew your mind, renew, which means to, to change the old patterns of thinking into the way God is thinking today. When you change it, 
Now what begins to happen is that that source of light, the glory of God, begins to shine through your body. It shines into your body and now your shadow begins to start healing the sick. Do you understand? Do you understand what's happening here now? In the same way, Jesus started when his mind was renewed. It opened a door for signs, wonders, and miracles to start happening in his life. Everywhere where he went, Jesus healed the sick. He cast out demons. He cleansed the lepers. And he preached the gospel. Everywhere where he went. What did he do? He, instead of saying, wow, you know, I'm waiting to go to heaven. He said, hold on a minute. I need to bring transformation on the earth while I'm still here. He, he purposed in his, in his heart and his mind to say, hold on. I need to now set a, a, a system in place that brings the Holy Spirit now into the earth. So that I can remain with people and be the source of power for their life. You know, if you go to Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your, your mind. Right? Can we just go there? I just want you to read something. It's very important that you understand how important the body is. Let's read verse 1. Are you there? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you... Okay, let's read it again. Is everybody there? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you... Let's stop there. Huh. He's talking about a body. He's saying, present to God a body that is holy, that is blameless and acceptable to God. I want to tell you something. The day you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you became holy, you became acceptable, and you became a living sacrifice. It's already there. You're already there. But the, but the issue here is verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. See, all of creation is looking for sons to manifest the glory of God. All of creation is looking for someone who will not walk to it and say, tree, today. You shall manifest fruit. No. He's talking about people who will stand next to a tree and be themselves. And the tree will automatically find its need in the glory of God that is around you. Do you understand? You understand? You can just walk into a mall. You can go to work and be yourself and do your work. And the glory of God, the need in your company, it can be, it can be a recession that is going on in the city. And there's a church who is constantly renewing their mind and focused on renewing their mind so that when they go into the city, the city, the need in the city begins to grab onto the, the glory that is in, in your renewed mind and pull out a miracle even without your knowledge. Come on, man. Come on. We have been, we've been living a life where we've been only stuck with people saying, Pastor, please pray for me. 
Only worship leaders need to lead me in worship. No, 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 no. Just stop this. This is just, we're, we're unlimited. The one man ministry died on the cross. And when he died on the cross, he gave birth to the body. The body. The body. The body of Christ. And God is looking for a body that he can transform. You can go to the gym all you want. And transform into... You can have a super pack for all I care. Not six pack, you can have a super pack. Like you can be, you can have abs all the way from your neck all the way down. The minute you stop working out, your super pack becomes a humble pack. And that pack becomes a pillow that you rest on for the rest of your life. Transformation does not come by eating the right food. Transformation comes by renewing your mind. The only source, the material through which you consume to renew your mind is God's word. There is nothing else. You can read books from morning till night. You can read the stories of Alibaba and the 40 thieves. You can sing Kumbaya for all you want. Nothing will change your life except God's word. To be conformed in Greek is the word, are you ready for it? It's suke matizo, all right? Just, just look intelligent, just like, wow. They say if you pronounce Greek and Hebrew words with confidence, people will believe you. So, so to me, it sounds like suke matizo, which means to become like the image, like the external image of the world. To be conformed means to become like the external image. If I behold this pulpit, I will become like the pulpit. Do you understand? If I behold Coldplay all the time, my music will start sounding like Coldplay. We've got to, we've got to, I really believe that because heaven has to come to earth and heaven transforms earth, I do believe that worship leaders and songwriters need to be with their mind in heaven being renewed. You need to be hearing the sounds of heaven and bringing it to the earth. It's the only way that you can transform the earth through sound. This is set in motion now. The standard is set for our church. You need to be having encounters in heaven. And from that place, come and write. Listen to the oracles of God in heaven. Sit down under the tree and listen to the apostles teaching you in visitations. And you come down and give revelation through song. This is the standard that we're going for. You understand? We're not an ordinary church. We're making a difference. We're setting the standard for life. So, the Greek word for transformed is the word metamorpho. All right? Which is two words. Meta is the word change after being with. Okay? Meta means to be changed after being with. Now, there are two changes that happen in a Christian's life. So transformation is an ongoing process. It's, it's an event and an ongoing process. Are you with me? So when the day I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I have a meta experience. 
Do you understand? I heard the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, that he can take away my sins. And when I gave my sins to him, his blood washed me and he became the Lord of my life. And I surrendered my life to him. He, I gave him ashes and he gives me beauty. There's a, there's, a, there's a transformation that takes place. It's called meta. And the other word is morpho, which means morphosis, which means it's a continual change. And what that means is, are you listening? What that means is I continue to change according to the image that I see. So metamorphosis is, is a, a two-step process that keeps happening to Christians. Should happen to all Christians. It's a, there's an experience that I have with God that has changed me. I'm no longer the same. I'm new. I'm a new creation. The old is gone. Behold, the new has come. But then the morphosis that happens in the mind, the renewed mind, is as I see God in the renewed mind, I am changed according to the image that I see in my mind. Do you understand? I'll explain what that looks like. When, when the Bible says that I became a new creation, the old is gone and I have a new body, I've been transformed. That word transformed is actually the same word as transfigured, the same thing that happened to Jesus on the mount. Where his body literally transformed. It transfigured. Do you understand? But that is an experience where God has given us a new body. We haven't started manifesting it yet. Not yet. Jesus demonstrated it when he walked through walls and he appeared just suddenly and he heard everybody's conversations. You, you understand? This, this, these, are, these are what we call, we watch movies, the X-Men and, you know, the, the superheroes that we really talk about. We, you know why we, those movies are made? God gave those ideas so that we can sit down and see what, what our future looks like. Come on, man. I, some people are just not like, not even celebrating it. It's like, oh, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, man. We go watch a Marvel movie or we go watch whatever DC and, and we, we are like, oh, I'm DC fan. I'm Marvel fan. And God's like, hey, can you actually do what they're saying? Can you do what they're doing? Can you climb on walls? Can you shoot webs? <laughs> can, you, can you fly faster than the speed of sound? Can you translocate? Come on. Oh, come on now. Can, can, you, can, you, can, you, can you actually be here in one minute and be in India at the same minute? Can you be here and be in Africa at the same time? This is, this is who we're supposed to be. This is the transformation. This is the transformed person that God is looking. God is not looking. I mean, just think about it, man. Just think about it. How did the disciples really escape from prison? How did, how did Peter just suddenly show up at the door? How did, how did this, I, forget, I keep forgetting his name, the disciple that really ran faster than the chariot and he appeared out of nowhere and he spoke to, to, to people in the chariot. Ha, ha, yeah, Philip, how did that happen? It's just that they allowed their minds to be renewed. When their mind was renewed, God said, okay, now I can take your body and I can do supernatural things with it. Come on now. Hey, as a church, I'm not just looking for healing and, you know, deliverance and, you know, getting a nice big church. I want supernatural people in this church. 
I'm looking for people who can do supernatural things. But it only happens with the renewing of the mind. You need to understand that God is never the same as he was yesterday. As in, he never, he never, he's never constant. He's always changing. He's a perpetual God. He's constantly evolving. And what morphosis means, as God is, is, is he's evolving in your mind, his, your revelation of him, as he reveals himself deeper and deeper every day, the revealed God is who you're transformed into. That's why you can say, man, when I came here to life in the beginning, I was one person and today I'm a different person. It's not because of the church. It's not because of the community, but it's because you allowed your mind to be renewed by God's word and your life began to change. You did not even pray for your job and jobs are coming. You did not even pray for the sick and the sick started getting healed around you. You did not even pray for the jail sentences to be taken off and automatically jail sentences are going off your Am I, am I preaching to the right church now? Yeah. It's, it, the old way of doing church is gone. I, 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 I'm saying it right now out in the open for the world to hear. The old way of doing church is gone. It's gone. There's a new order that's come. And it's the order of life. It's the new way of doing things. Our responsibility to God is not transforming the world. Our responsibility to God is renewing our mind. Are you with me? Our responsibility is not going to the world and looking at the world and saying, what a horrible world we live in. Look at how ugly these things are. Look at all the sin and the terrorism and all the stuff that is happening over there. It's, that means that you're being influenced by the world. But when you don't get influenced by the world, you become the influence in the world. Are you with me? God is looking for a group of people who will allow their mind to be so renewed that they look at the situations in the world, the circumstances, the recession, the sickness, the disease, the terrorism, all as cries of faith that is looking for a child of God with a, with a renewed mind to just come into the region. All you need to do is just come into the region. Just get there. Just be a normal person. Just do your normal job. Just go and do your normal business. Just go and love your family. Treat your kids with kindness. Love your dog and your pet and do to walk your dogs and pick up their poop. I do it every day, twice a day, faithfully. <laughs> but at the same time, while I walk around those buildings, taking my dog for a walk, God is looking at the need in those apartment buildings. At the villas. There's somebody in the villas that are crying out for Jesus. That is dying. And because I chose to walk my dog. That that person gets healed. Do you understand? There is there's a huge potential for human beings. Being human beings as vessels of being used by God. We are we're too focused on heaven that we have no earthly good. We're not earthly good. We're just like, oh, let's do church. Oh, I can't wait for Friday. I would love for people to say, I can't wait to get out of church. 
I can't wait to walk down the streets and the trees begin to live again. And my dog doesn't die and he begins to live again. And I don't have to shout at him and discipline him. He just automatically gets disciplined. <laughs> I'm really believing for that one, that one. <laughs> that dog of mine, I'm telling you. You know my dog, Buddy, he just knows he's loved, man. You know, even if I tell him go and sit, he just doesn't listen. <laughs> he just knows that even if I say go and sit, I'm loved. I just, I'm a dog. Just let me be a dog. Let me come to you and let just, I'm a, do you know that dogs are the biggest parasites on the planet? They, they live off you. They live off your food. They live off your money. Huh? You have to spend, groom them, and then you have to feed them. And they do absolutely nothing. They don't add a single dime to your wallet. They don't go to work. They don't do the dishes. But yet, we love dogs more than we love human beings. Hey. I don't know why I saw my dog in the church. Sheesh. If anybody would get a dog, get a golden retriever. I'm telling you, man, that dog has taught me humility. He has taught me submission. I learned to deal with anger issues with my dog first. Because there are days then, you know, where the flesh... I want to do unspeakable things to him, which is not full of glory. But then he looks at me with such loving eyes, He's so dependent, you know? It's like children. No matter what you do, they just love you. And they're just so dependent on you. Every, even a look, my dog is so dependent on my look. If I look at him, he comes to me. <laughs> and sometimes I think, you know, we make our relationship with God about church. Rather than knowing that no matter what we do, no matter what we've done, where we've come from, we're just absolutely loved loved, loved by God. And he looks into your eyes. He, he doesn't look at your stuff that you've done. He looks into your eyes and he sees himself in it and he sees you as his creation and he sees you as someone that he can love and love unconditionally. Yeah, you should clap for yourself. I think more than, <laughs> more than anybody else. You are loved by God. And I just want to encourage you. Don't be so super spiritual. <laughs> that you are no earthly good to your, to your businesses. Don't walk around into your businesses with the, I need to change the world. I need to convert everybody. I need to, every person that, that, that is sick, you have to go, I lay hands on them, I bring oil and anoint them. And Listen, nobody understands what that is outside. How about just going and having a simple conversation? It doesn't matter what you say. Mary told the servants, just do whatever he says. And he says, go fill the pots. He didn't even talk to the water. He says, go fill the pots and give it to the, the guy to drink. I mean, it's flush water, man. It's shower water, became, became wine. You're just walking around having aimless conversations with people. And God will use those aimless conversations. And he will transform that person's life 
just because you chose to be a human being with a transformed mind. Let's stand up. You did good. You did good today. Thank you so much. You did great.